In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein. Your host, Tara Kennedy Klein, is out to dispel that myth of the perfect child and encourage parents to let them out of the box. Each child is unique, and this show is just the place to stand up and shout out that fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. So right now, join the queen of accountability who advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. Children. Here is your host, Tara Kennedy Hey, Parent Nation. How are you? I am so glad to be doing this show today. It is Thanksgiving week, and this week always brings up a whole lot for me as a parent. And um, I, I don't know how many of you have read my book or or know anything about me, but um, I've I've lost a lot of people in my life that were very close to me, and um, I always, it, when I was a younger person, I always kind of didn't think that I had a whole lot to be thankful for. I was one of those people who was kind of a Debbie Downer and I was, you know, always talking about what was me and all the bad stuff that happened to me. And, um, when I lost my mom in 2006, um, she, I lost her on November 5th. So Thanksgiving was kind of a bittersweet holiday for me. And what I realized that year when I started to go through some counseling and, and some therapy and that sort of stuff was that I had so much to be thankful for um, and I wasn't seeing it. I wasn't allowing myself to see it. And through that process, I realized that I was raising kids who weren't very thankful for a whole lot of stuff either. I was raising those kids who complained about everything that went wrong with them and, um, you know, always found something to be bitching about and didn't really do a whole lot for other people. And so I uh, started doing some things with my kids, like I put them in Cub Scouts. I have two boys. So I put them in Cub Scouts, and we went to the food bank one year. And I remember standing there, and and, um, I don't know if you've ever, if any of you have ever worked at a food bank. If you haven't, it's an amazing thing to do. You really have to do it. But we walked through the line, and or we watched these people walking through the line. And at the beginning, there was all this great stuff, you know, all these um, pies that were donated by local companies and, you know, gallons of ice cream and, you know, all kinds of great food and things for the first few people in line. And then as the line started to get towards the end, the food started to dwindle. And instead of big pies, they had like smashed pieces of cake. And, you know, it was really, really sad. I get choked up just thinking about it. But this this uh, man and his little boy came through the line and they were like almost the last people in line. And the little boy was about the same age as my son. And a couple of the volunteers that were working in that food bank really were the kind of people that just shouldn't have been there and um, had taken some of the good stuff and put it to the side for themselves. And when this man and his little boy came through, I told them that they could pick a dessert and all, literally all that was left was like smashed cake and, and that sort of thing. And um, the little boy looked at his dad and he was like, really, dad, that's it? And I said to my son, 
go go get one of the pies. I saw one of the volunteers put a pie under the table. Go get one. And he went over and he got this pumpkin pie and he brought it out and he handed it to the little boy. Ugh. And he was like, Mom, can you believe that they're not even going to have pie for Thanksgiving? And I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, it was just so unbelievable to me that in this day and age, our kids don't get to see when other people do without because we try to shelter them and not show them the bad things in the world. But that day changed the way my son sees people who do without and he is so much more thankful for what he has. So if you get an opportunity this year to do something with your kids for somebody else, I so need you to take that opportunity and don't shelter them and don't try to give them examples of everything that you do for them as things that they should be thankful for. Take them out and show them um, what they can do for others because it's going to give them a lesson that you can't give them yourself. You can't preach to them yourself. So um, on this Thanksgiving week, I wanted to share that story with you and, uh, and, and make a blubbering idiot out of myself on the air before I welcome um, my amazing guest who, in a search for somebody who could really talk about gratitude, this woman just shined um, above anybody else that I talked to. Her name is Jan Helson, and she's created um, a, an, a program as well as written a book called The Global Game Changers. And what she does is she, um, she teaches kids how to be grateful for the things that they have and, and shows them how they can be effective philanthropists, even in a digital age where we see, where we believe that our kids are so disconnected. Um, she is a CEO of pixel entertainment and, um, one of her slogans is that she equips kids with the tools to ignite good and make a difference in the world. So with that, I want to welcome my guest today, Jan Helson. Hi, Jan. How are you? Great, Tara. How are you? Thanks for having me today. <laughs> sure thing. I, you know, I had to, um, I, I had to share that story in the beginning because I thought it was really valid and important. And I don't want you to think that, um, well, I'm sure if you've listened to our other shows, this is normally a very upbeat, positive show. But um, I really think that what you're doing is such an amazing contribution to the world and I just couldn't wait to have you on and uh, and share a little bit about how we can even in, in this technological digital age how we can still teach our kids that they can make a difference in the world um, I think we spend a lot of time trying to get our kids to realize how small they are and I love that you put out a message of showing kids how great they can be. Oh, well, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I loved your story. It, it was a beautiful story, and I think that it really goes to the heart of um, what's so important to, to me and I, I think should be so important to, to, to all parents and, and to our society as a whole is for all of our children um, no matter how privileged they are or aren't um, in terms of what they do have, um, to understand that what other people are going through and to have empathy and to be aware of things that are going on in, in their community and in their family and in society and in the world. 
And so, um, and I think that those types of circumstances, by taking your son out and and really exposing him to what um, other situations that he doesn't see in his everyday life, and and I agree with you, parents do try to shelter, and I think that's a that's a natural thing to do, but I think it's also um, important in in the growth of our children to make them um, understand what is going on in the world and what other people go through and and because you know their lives are going to have bumps in the road as well and I think that you have to everybody kind of has to be aware of all those things and the global game changers is all about um, inspiring and teaching children to ignite good which um, and and what we really stress is it's it's not just making them aware like what you did with your son and in such a, a wonderful situation to um, really make a lasting impression on him, but also we like to even take it a step further is that we really want um, to stress that we think it's important for parents to nurture kids' individual interests. Um, so that they can take whatever it is that they are interested in, you know, whether they are interested in theater or baking or sports or writing or what art or whatever it is, and take that interest and turn it, do something positive for something that they're passionate about. So they also need to find that charitable initiative that they're passionate about, whether it's hunger or the environment or um poverty or animals and put those two together and they really have an enormous amount of superpower and um, and that if you really cultivate that at a young age that it really becomes part of who that child is for their entire life not just something that maybe they grow up and think that they're supposed to be doing or get exposed to as an adult or, or, or not as a child but really cultivate that and nurture that those two components so that they can become um, a really truly caring individual throughout their lifetime. I love that so much. And being that my passion is finding the unique brilliance in your kid for any reason, um, I, I love that you bring their passion into their, their philanthropic purpose as well. Because I don't think a lot of parents consider, A, that their kids even have an interest at a very young age, <laughs> you know, and B, that their children are going to be interested in um, helping someone else in that way. Like, I, what age, when you say start at a very young age, like, how young are you talking? You know, I mean, I really think that, that parents should start their children at the age of, you know, three and four years old, exposing them to... Um, the dialogue and and the other thing i mean obviously you have to integrate it into age appropriate situations but i think that to start that dialogue and to integrate it into their lives and to let them know um have a um not only to and i totally agree with you that the every child is different i'm a real i mean i've raised you know my husband and i raised our children that way and we we really tried to nurture what their passions and what their interests. I mean, if you can't be happy in life, you know, then it's it's a really unfortunate situation. And I think that if you're if you're taken in a direction that isn't really cultivating who you are, then then you're set up early on in life to not really get to fulfill your your the most happiness that you're capable of. So I think that if you take that into your philanthropic um, parenting part of what you should do is that you really, from a young age, you start having that same dialogue, just like you teach a toddler to, you know, not 
do something that's right, not to say something that's, that's inappropriate, to not touch something that they're not supposed to. Um, I think you have to start that dialogue about, you know, when they see people um, and, and expose them to, to situations where they get to see that not everybody may or may not have the same life that they do and, um, and that they need to under, start to have a, a discussion about why that is and, and what they can do to help make that different for somebody and how it feels to do something nice for someone. I mean, you know, you can take it down to the very basics and, um, and what it makes somebody else, what it makes them feel like when somebody does something nice for them. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that gets extrapolated out to every different level at a different age, you know, level. And I think that when you put their interest, you know, if you take their interest in um, we're gonna okay. we're gonna have to go to break, Elaine. I'm so excited, but as soon as we come back, we're gonna keep talking. <laughs> All right, great thing. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. What's ideal for you? Really, what's ideal for you? Being who you are, doing what you love, and getting out and about with friends. What's ideal for you? With your host, Janice Christopher. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. And it all starts with Janice doing just that. Then being open, curious, authentic, and living her life on a quest to discover everything that could possibly make life ideal. Check out the website, whatsidealforyou.com. Studies have shown that 80% of Americans, and probably everyone else too, dislike their work. 80%. The mission then is to turn that passion statistic around. To show how it is possible to live your passions and make a living. Or live your passions so that you'll be able to mush through your job until you can change it. And watch life's magic begin to happen. It's What's Ideal for You with your host Janice Christopher. Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Second chances. We all deserve them. And we are all worthy of them. Second chances. With your host Midge Noble. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on TogiNet is like coming home to warm, fresh-baked cookies, a hug from Grandma, or an enthusiastic greeting from your dog. Second Chances, hosted by Midge Noble, a licensed professional counselor, is affirming, warm, genuine, validating, and thought-provoking. Second Chances is a place to be heard, a place to laugh, a place to cry, and a place to be seen. For more on Midge and Second Chances, check out MidgeNobleSecondChances.com. Then be a part of a show that will change how you think, how you feel, and what you do. Give yourself the gift of second chances and see where it will take you. So take a deep breath, open your heart, open your mind, and join host Midge Noble for Second Chances. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is our Thanksgiving edition of Stop Raising Einstein, and we are really excited to be joined by Jan Helsen, who is the creator of the Global Game Changers children's book and uh, entertainment brand. And I, I was reading through and looking through a lot of the stuff that you do, Jan, and it's just so amazing, um, you know, the the offerings that you have on your website and, and you even have like a, an app and it's, it's just a lot of great stuff that people can really, um, get involved in and, and, um, help foster philanthropy in their kids, which I think is so important. You know, when we, when we take one day out of the whole year to sit our kids down and ask them what they're thankful for, I think there's a problem there. You know, I, yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. I think Tara <laughs> needs to be part of their every day. I mean, that's something. That's a dialogue that should be had every day of their life. I agree. And you, um, you got started with your kids. We, you were talking before the break about how you got started with your kids when they were very young, um, like two and three years old, which is just amazing to me. I mean, I guess. I guess I kind of started that young with my youngest son, but I didn't really think about what I was doing. How how did your kids get involved in this? Well, you know what we did um, as as young children, and then throughout their 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 growing up years was to to start the dialogue and to discuss with them different forms of charitable initiatives. Because again, I think it's really important that that they find that you know what their passion for something specific is and um you know there are lots of needs out there and for whatever reason um you know different people are motivated by and specific you know um needs out there so um either they've had someone who's had um an illness and so they're very connected to you know an organization that's close to that or they've known someone that had a rough time or they like your son that went to the the um, food mission and and help serve food so they get connected to that situation so to me we had dialogues about all the different types of needs and um and you know how they relate to our children and um, tried to have situations, whether it's using things in the news that were relevant or whether it's something in our personal family that was relevant or whether it's somebody that we knew that was relevant, but something to make them feel a connection to all of those different things. And then we continued that dialogue. And then likewise, during that entire time frame, we, we cultivated our children as part of our parenting, um, cultivated our children's specific you know, um, passions for what they wanted to do, what, what their talents were, what their interests are. And then as they grew older, we, we encouraged them to bring those two together. And, and a, you know, a perfect example is that with regard to my daughter, when she was in her last year of middle school and going into her freshman year of high school, um, after we'd had these dialogues all the way through school and she had been involved and done several charitable things to, to try to find her way, um, I had a sister who was diagnosed with breast cancer um, and mm. who's doing really well today, um, knock on wood. So um, that was a good outcome. But my daughter was very affected by that. And um, at the same time, um, at school, they were talking about different types of um, community service that they required them to do in school. But what they tend to do at school is that they give them a list and they say, you know, we do a coat drive, we do a food bank drive, we do, you know, uh, a book drive. Mm -hmm. Choose which one you want to do. And all of those are 
incredibly worthy and needy um, um, tasks to take on. However, at the same time they were doing this, my daughter Rachel came to me and she said, um, "This is one. This is really important. But you know what we've what what you basically taught me is that I really need to put my energy and my efforts to something that I feel really passionate about. And I found it. I want to do something to help raise." I, essentially eradicate breast cancer and wow. I want to I want to raise awareness I want to be involved this is important I see you know she held a very personal connection to it so I said you know what then you go back to school and you make a case for what you want to do and I said what do you want to do with what she said I don't know what I can do you know I mean what exactly and I said well let's go back to what your passions are or your interests are and your talents and so we talked through it and she's an actress and she has acted her entire life and she's now lives in New York and, and, and works there acting and she said well that's 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 what I do that's my interest that's my love that's what and that's what we helped nurture her you know her entire life with and said go back and tell them you want to do something with theater she said well how about if I put on a play I'll get together a lot of people and 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 we'll put on a show and we'll try to raise money and raise awareness I said put together your your um, your spiel to your to the administrators of your school take it back put it together in a very organized manner and so she put together essentially a business plan if you will and um, and took it back to school and said this is what I'd like to do instead of these other initiatives and they said you know we kind of like to stay you know in the guidelines of what our framework is and she's like I really think this is important if you're really teaching us like I you know like we have reinforced at home she said so Full bought into it. They said, "All right, we'll go for it. That's great." So she wow. ended up together an enormous group of talented, super talented people. Not only um, her age, but in the community, really came on board. And she did it all by just not literally knocking on doors and cold calling. And she got news announcers who got involved. She got all kinds of things. She raised twenty five thousand dollars the first year. Um, oh my gosh! It was incredible, and it was all because she was so passionate about what she was trying to do, and she was doing something that she also had such talent and interest in. That putting those things together was such a natural thing, and I think then she, it was like it became part of who she was, and that's really what I say about to parents in trying to nurture these two things together. If you just try to teach them about philanthropy and say, you know, you need to do this or you need to do that or the coat drives and all those wonderful things, which are wonderful, but you have to be able to let them use their, to integrate it into who they are and really make it part of who they are as they grow older. You have to put the two together. And mm -hmm. so we really focused on, so she went, she had this enormous thing. She did it again a second year. She raised $75,000. She did it. Oh, first time. She, went, she went to New York City where she went to NYU, and she did it her freshman year in college as well on Broadway. They she had worked, and she literally just knocked on doors. Um, Neil Patrick Harris stepped up and was the MC of the show. Um, Shut and, up. Are you serious? I'm serious. And all <laughs> of this, this isn't because of anything other than just true passion, true interest and and true just perseverance to make it happen and i just don't believe that that would have occurred that she would have achieved that kind of success if she had not been encouraged not only by us but then the, her her school which was wonderful that allowed her to do it 
that allowed her to put those, you know, those two elements together to really make it part of who she was. And so she's now 23. She lives in New York. She's actually co-author of the book that we wrote, The Global Game Changers. Um, she's, she's a working actress there. She's done some producing on Broadway, and she graduated from NYU. But all of um, her philanthropic interests have not changed. And so I think that's a, um, I mean, a basic example of what we're trying to um, help parents understand and help to um, nurture, give them the tools, the children and the parents, the tools to help nurture for their own children. Um, basically, a lifetime of charitable giving, and that's that's what we say is that we really want our our brand and um, our book to help parents to nurture a lifetime of charitable giving for their children. Oh my gosh, what an amazing story, Jan. I, that, that's just incredible. Being a, a, a theater baby myself, you know, uh, that just totally speaks to my heart. And being like the hugest Neil Patrick Harris fan ever, ah. um, <laughs> that just completely speaks to my heart. But more importantly, I can imagine that there are parents that are listening to the show right now going, yeah, but my kid could never do something on that grand of a scale, blah, blah, blah. And here's the thing. How do you know? Like Alex's lemonade stand, they didn't know that that was going to become, a, you know, practically a worldwide brand that was going to, you know, raise billions of dollars for charity. No one knew that, you know. So no one can say what the possibilities are if you and when you, you know, just foster a child's brilliance and talents and passions, who knows what they can accomplish, you know? And here's the thing, Tara, I totally agree with you. I mean, you don't know when you start out. I mean, Rachel didn't know more than whether she was going to do a, a, you know, a play with a few friends and sell tickets, you know, at at the school theater or whether she was going to do it at the local arts center and have, you know, the the wonderful folks who stepped up in the community be part of it. She didn't know that when she first approached it. So you just don't know where that kind of passion and interest will take, um, take a child. And here's the other thing. It doesn't have to take every child to that level. Every Every part of giving, every part of making that part of who they are is incredibly important in, in, in letting that child be who they are. So, you know, their passions and their interests may go a whole different direction. I mean, you know, they could be a child who loves to sing, and they could be um, have a wonderful relationship with their grandparents and see elderly people more often. And, and, you know, what they might do for their Ignite Good is go to the local nursing home and sing Christmas carols. That's every bit as important as where Rachel's passions and interests and talents took her um, mm-hmm. and achieves just the same type of um, important relevance in, in their lives and in the people's lives that they're trying to affect. Um, you know, it just so happens hers took her that way. Right. And we so, never know. Like you said, you never know what bucket or what picture that's going to fill for that child. So, you know, if your child says that this is something that they love and that they want to try, the most important thing that you can do is say, OK, I'll support you in that and let's see where it goes instead of saying, you know, oh, no, that can't ever happen. 
When we come back from our break, we're going to talk about starting family traditions and how we can use technology to help make our kids philanthropic. Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of paying it forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to mymomknowsbest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward. With tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned, these pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on toginet.com. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. So excited to be talking with Jan Helson of the uh the Global Game Changers uh, title book author and programs. And Jan, before the break, you told us an amazing story about your daughter and how she followed her passion and, and purpose and started a, a, a fundraiser that was basically a, a theater performance that raised, oh my gosh, like in the last years that she did it, how much did she raise? The the last performance that she did, which was a Broadway performance, it raised around I think it was one hundred and twenty five thousand. Oh my goodness, uh, that's amazing! That is amazing. And like we said before the break, you know, it's not it's not always about that giant huge number. Sometimes it's it's just about 
you know, what warms your heart and makes you feel that you've made a contribution or you've made a difference in somebody's life. And I think that's the hardest thing to teach kids today is it's okay to make other people, it's okay to use your own time, treasure, talents, whatever, to make other people feel good. You know, Absolutely. I, I think it's I think it's really important for kids to understand that it's not that they have to do something outside of their their interest or their comfort zone. I think it's in fact I think it's even more important to do something that they that does incorporate that because I think that that has a tendency to be something that's more lasting for them that they incorporate into their lives for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. You know what I found really interesting, and it's continuing, you know, I thought maybe when the election was over that people would stop being so one-sided when it came to charity and that sort of thing, but I found that uh, sacrifice has almost become punishment, you know, equal to punishment, and that with the whole thing, the whole talk of, you know, oh, socialize this and that giving to people has become taboo. Yeah, I I, I understand what you're saying. I do think that people tend to be um, um, sometimes a little more um, or a little less um, inclined. They're, They're a little more sarcastic about it. They're a little... Um, feel like that maybe that there isn't the same need out there or that somebody else is going to do it or the government's going to do it or, and you know, that's, that's just simply not, um, um, it's not true. There's a lot of need out there. And, um, and I think that my personal belief is, is that it, that everyone has a responsibility to contribute to, um, making our society and our communities and our families better. And, um, you know, we like to say at the Global Game Changers that it's kids helping to make the world a better place. And I think that, you know, everybody has um, a not only the ability to do it, but I think they have a responsibility to do it. And so I think that kids need to grow up understanding that they have that responsibility. And even kids who have less than others. I mean, I think that everybody needs to understand that in order to be part of a, a total society, that everybody has to be part, it has to contribute. And I do, I do think that sometimes, unfortunately, that there is a, um, a bit of um, negativity towards that because they feel like that they're getting it from other places. And I think that's unfortunate because I think that not only are they missing out on the specific need, but they're also missing out on what that does to a person to make them a better person, to be a giving person. Exactly. And, you know, I, I find that when I do things with my kids that inspire them to help someone else or make someone's life better, they shine a little brighter, too. No, they don't. They shine a lot brighter. <laughs> yeah, they get that. I mean, you, you know what it I mean When you feel something, it makes you connect so much closer to it and it makes you a better person and so and when you when a child sees that and knows that they've made a difference i mean that's a, that's a huge empowerment mm-hmm. and um i don't think there's anything more anything better that we can do to empower our kids than to give them that sense of um importance and caring and knowing that they can make a difference um that what they do does matter that their actions matter that their heart matters that 
using things in a positive way matters and that, you know, to, as an adult, to try to project it to be a negative thing, I think is really unfortunate because I think that it is um, going to be um, a, a, a hard thing for our children as they grow, our younger children as they grow up, mine are grown right now, so, um, but for the next generation of kids to come into a society where um, it's not that where it's looked down upon to be like that. Mm-hmm. But I do, I will say though, with that same thing, I think there's an element of people out there, but there's also a huge element of people, young people that are out there really understanding, wanting to do good, and actually that are making it such an important part of their lives that they look for to go to work for businesses that, that share the same um, interests and passions and philosophies. And so, you know, I do, like everything, you know, it's, it, you can look at it as that glass half full or is the glass half empty. I mean, it kind of depends on how you look at it, and I think that there are people out there that look at it both ways. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I find that more and more kids actually are coming to me because, you know, in my spare time, I run this toy distributor ship thing that I do, and I only work with charitable organizations. And for a long time, it was hard to find people to help. It was hard to find people to come and sort toys and, you know, help out with Toys for Tots and Salvation Army programs and stuff. It, it was really hard to find those people. And I started going to the schools. Mm-hmm. And what I'm finding is the most giving people that I'm meeting are young people. Yep. Well, and, and you know, they, they see the future as promising. They're not tainted. Um, and I think that that's why it's really important to incorporate in this and nurture the idea of giving and ch- being charitable at a young age because I think that, that then they do grow up and they don't have that they don't have that feeling. They're not tainted by it. They're happy to help. They, they know what it feels like to help and to, to do good, and it makes them feel good about themselves. You know, another thing that just came up for me, too, and I don't know if you've ever um, thought about this, Jan, is when we, show, when we teach our kids that helping people is too hard or that it's not a responsibility or that, you know, it's not something that we should have to do that, you know, people who take charity are of the entitlement sort. What does that give to our kids as far as a mentality of what if something were to happen to me, who will take care of me? You know, I don't think, I don't think we think about that enough. I, I I don't think we do either, and I but I do I do think that I, it it definitely sends the wrong signals um, that that we would in any way imply that there should be somebody that there should be a safety net there for them that they need to understand that if they hopefully that they'll be in a society that if they if they find themselves on bad times that that the community, their friends, there'll be people out there to ignite good and to help them through those times, just like they tried to help other people through those times, without it making them feel like, number one, it's something they're entitled to, and number two, that it's something that, that it is um, outside the reach of, that they'll, of something that they'll receive, that they, they need to understand that as a society as whole, hopefully that we come together as a community and that we're all there for each other. I love that. You know, I, I think that that's amazing that to show kids that there are organizations within their own community where they live. And that's one of the first 
outside yourself lessons that we teach our kids is that there's a community that goes on around us and there's there's different pieces and parts of that community that exist and we can either support it or we can ignore it but when we support it we're actually bringing ourselves into um a bigger village of people that will support us when you know if or when we ever need it and you know i love that um that we can broaden their world just right. by taking them out and showing them that there's other th- there's other things outside of our own backyard you know it's right. kind of like that over the rainbow <laughs> Right, exactly. And I, I think that in the past several years of um, obviously the economic hard times that a lot of families have found themselves in, um, found people who maybe weren't always um, or never thought that they might be within in need of, of help for at whatever level and for whatever it is, whether it mm-hmm. is financial or whether it's spiritual or whether it's um, in terms of um, making them feel better about something, but, but, you know, that in some type of um, need. Um, And I think that that's kind of probably the perfect example of how, you know, some of those children, there might have been children who never thought that they would be, their families would be in that situation. So I think preparing kids to know that um, and be cognizant of um, anybody can be in that situation. It's not people who are lesser than them or, beneath them that, you know, we need to um, work towards everyone um, being aware of what you can do to be, to help someone else and to help be a better person and to make the community better. And I think the holidays coming on, um, you know, I I mean, you have Thanksgiving, which is the time of giving. And I think that um, a lot of folks are very turned into, you know, the Christmas holiday with regard to gifts, but it certainly is so much bigger than that and more important than that about doing things for other people to make them feel good. And, you know, one of the things that we also really stress a lot at the Global Game Changers is that we try to teach children to do something good for someone else without expecting anything in return, because that's a really Mm -hmm. important element of it, is that you're not doing it to um, expect something back for it or to remember it later. You're doing it because it's the right thing to do. And it makes you feel good, and it makes them feel good. So, you know, it's a win-win all the way around. And I think that this time of year really makes everyone very cognizant of that. And it's a great time to start the dialogue. But it can't just be at Christmas and Thanksgiving. It needs to be all year round. I couldn't agree more. We do the uh, we do the journaling, and we give thanks for things that we have every single day, and we um, make notes of things that we notice that people are doing for others around us, and how that made us feel. If even if we didn't do it ourselves, just to witness, you know, good things happening to people around us, and so I think those are some great ways to bring you know the holiday mentality into everyday life. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about five easy tips for teaching children philanthropic, the philanthropy in the digital age. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. What's ideal for you? Really, what's ideal for you? Being who you are, doing what you love, and getting out and about with friends. 
What's Ideal for You? With your host, Janice Christopher. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. And it all starts with Janice doing just that. Then being open, curious, authentic, and living her life on a quest to discover everything that could possibly make life ideal. Check out the website, whatsidealforyou.com. Studies have shown that 80% of Americans, and probably everyone else too, dislike their work. 80%. The mission then is to turn that passion statistic around. To show how it is possible to live your passions and make a living. Or live your passions so that you'll be able to mush through your job until you can change it. And watch life's magic begin to happen. It's What's Ideal for You with your host Janice Christopher. Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine that the recipes are not practical for a busy family? Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose at all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? We'll pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. here on Tugginet Radio. Like many women, finding balance in life and time to take care of yourself is hard to do. Between managing a career and marriage and children and a busy family schedule, it's hard to maintain a sense of self. And Heather shares how she does it. Check out Heather's website, basilmama.com. Join us for food and a whole lot more on Around the Kitchen Sink with your host, Heather Tallman. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central on Tugginet.com. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, welcome back to the show. I am. Uh, we're coming into our home stretch here with our our guest Jan Helson, who's the creator of the Global Game Changers. And just Jan, it's just been such an awesome conversation. I think we've covered so much, and uh, I just want to take some time to thank you for being such an awesome guest today and and bringing so much value and information to the show. Um, when we were when we were going into the break, we were talking about. Um, ways that we can get our children interested in helping others. And I know that my kids, I think all kids today have some form of um, technological connection, um, some form of digital um, entertainment, some form of, you know, there's a screen in front of them at some point in their lives. And I think that kids have gotten so absorbed in what's going on in that world that they really forget what's going on in the real world around them. Sometimes I think that we have lost a lot of emotional intelligence training with our kids. You know, I think we were talking about that a little bit before the break and didn't really call it that. But I really do think that that kids don't have the emotional intelligence anymore. 
you know, people are worried about, are they going to be able to write? Are they going to be able to, you know, because of texting, you know, I'm not worried about that. Right. You know, we, we have autocorrect on, on our, on our, you know, app computers. So I'm not worried about the spelling. I'm worried about the emotional intelligence. You know, how can I affect the feelings and emotions of another person? How is what I say and what I do affecting someone else's life? And why should I care? Right. Well, and I, first, Tara, I want to thank you also for having me on the show. It's been just super fun, and I, I love having this dialogue. Um, I love um, having the opportunity to talk about the global game changers and what we do and and um, sharing that with you and your viewers uh, and your listeners. Um, but I, I think I, I do understand what you're saying, but I, I think the key to it um, with regard to technology, you know, I, it's here to stay. So first I think mm-hmm. we have to accept that. Um, so I think that, um, and it's not unlike lots of things that we've evolved through um, the generations, um, over the generations with regard to things changing. So the thing is, do we adapt to it in a positive manner? And I think the first inclination, inclination has been to really gravitate to it in, in ways that have been really just self-absorbing for children. And um, But now I think that businesses and um individuals are finding ways to use those tools to connect to children and and adults alike in 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 lots of very positive ways and so i think that that that's the key because i do think that it's here so you do have to make that emotional connection um through those tools and through utilization of those tools. Now, they can't replace that personal dialogue. They can't replace, um, you know, the personal experience, but they can certainly supplement it. And um, so, so I think the key is to make those tools available to them, the things on that they're going to on those tools um, in a really positive manner. And, you know, there are lots of things out there. I mean, first of all, you know, there are, you know, one of the things that, you know, with regard to the global game changers, you know, we have a physical print book that tells all about our superheroes and you know our superheroes are global girl little big heart and their little dog pixel and they they're what they do is they travel the world to recruit real life children so we tell the story of three real life children in the book but for me it was really important that we do the book in print because it is something that you can hold it's physical it's tangible and it and it is more traditional but we also did it as an interactive book app, and so where you can go to iTunes and download it, and you can fly the superheroes around, and you get the song. We have a theme song that comes on about, you know, don't sit on the sidelines, get in the game. And, oh, and so it, it engages the kids. So I think that you have to find, you know, you have to be have your the tools available for them to go on and still get that really positive message. And it tells them about these three amazing kids in the super things that they did, and then it challenges them to go find their own superpowers to ignite good. Um, and, you know, we, we did the same thing with the website, and I know that, you know, there are a lot of really cool websites out there um, 
where children can go to to play. Um, you know, there are Facebook things like Weetopia where they can go and collect joy. Um, there, there are different types of, um, there's free rice where they can go and learn to donate 10 grains of rice for every correct answer. So you can engage children electronically and digitally, um, but you have to make sure you help them find the right places to go. And, again, I think that starts with the same thing. It's part of the dialogue that you have at a young age with children. Um, you know, the global game changers, they can go and they can tell their own stories. They can ignite you know, of their own Ignite Good stories. They can build their own superhero avatars. They can learn about all types of different charities. Um, and then they can take and learn what they learn there about charities and go to those charities' websites. So I do think that there's a really strong connection to using te um, technology in this digital age in a really positive manner um, without them losing all of their emotional intelligence. Um, I think if they're just sitting there playing games all the time that don't have that underlying theme, yeah, it's, it's probably not so good. But I think that there's so many ways today that so many folks are doing really cool things of integrating that, just like we have tried to do. Um, and I think that it kind of provokes that thought and it provokes that emotion and, and that interest, and it, and it does keep them with really solid um, emotional intelligence. I love that. I love that there are, that you've mentioned so many places that kids can go where they're already online and, um, and give back or do something good. I didn't know that there was a game on Facebook that they could play, um, that, that gave donations to charities. What, it, what was that called again? It's called Weetopia. It's, it's a really super cool, fun Facebook game, and obviously it's more for adults than it is for children because children aren't supposed to be on Facebook. So, I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's for every different level. There are children's things that you can do it, it, as well, but it's a, it's a really interactive game. Um, they, the players collect joy. J O Y, and so, um, and then they can they can use that and and make donations to charities. Um, you know, um, like I said, there's the free rice, which is a really cool thing too, because kids can go on answer questions and see something that they get, like the rice bowl fills up as they're answering the questions. Um, oh, and wow. like game changers, one of the things that we do is that we not only try to teach children about the different charities, give them the opportunity to come on and tell their stories, interact, play games, but then we feature three charities on our website um, that rotate every quarter and that we make a donation, 10% of the proceeds of our company goes to charity. So it will go to the charity, one of those three charities, but the children, as they're playing games on our website, um, like building their avatar, telling their stories, or doing printable downloads, or um, some of the different, they sign a, an Ignite Good pledge, um, they earn points. And they mm -hmm. have a profile page that keeps track of all these points, and then they can convert those points to votes. And so we empower them to vote for the charity that we as a company make a donation to. We don't make that decision. We want the kids to know that they have the power to make a difference, that they have the power to understand which of those charities are up there, learn about them, know which one they're passionate about. And if it's not one of those three that quarter, let's say that we have three charities and it hasn't happened to be the one that is their particular passion, they can wait till one of those rotate in and save their points for later. That's really um, cool. And do you have anything that they can, like, suggest a charity? Well, we, we do. What we have um, 
as far as nominating for the charities, what we right now those are charities that where people nominate the charity to be placed on the website. So, for instance, now a child can do it or an adult can do it, and then there's obviously a vetting process that we have to go through in order to make sure that it's a legitimate charity. So then once we narrow it down to those mm. three, then the children vote on which one that they want their donation to go to or want the company donation to go to. So we really empower them. And then one really cool thing is is that at after they've chosen which charity is going to be, you know, that, that wins for that quarter that gets the donation, the only thing we ask of the charity is that we ask them to do a YouTube video in which they, someone from the organization, the leader of the organization or someone within the organization, you know, does a, a video where they say, you know, hey, kids, or hey, Global Game Changers, thanks so much for the donation, for choosing us to be your charity this quarter and receiving the donation from the Global Game Changers. Um, this is what we did with your donation. This is how wow. you people. This is the difference that you made so that they really get to connect again. And I think that it goes back to using the passion integrating your interests, I think kids have to be able to connect. And I mm -hmm. think that if, you, if someone comes back from that charity and says, wow, you really made a difference, and this is how you made a difference. And wow. so um, I think that keeps them engaged and keeps them coming back. So um, that's one of that's the way that we're using our website in order to keep, you know, but to make it fun and exciting for kids, but also that underlying theme of giving back, doing good, and being a good person. Um, but there are lots of other ones out there. Frankly, Weetopia is for adults, and it's a it's a it's a different type of thing. But but basically, they're also advocating, you know, the same thing that we're doing, which is to you know, for people to, to give to organizations, to give to charity online, but have fun doing it. I love that. I think that's so awesome. And I would encourage if, you know, if you're having family gatherings or something this Thanksgiving, go on to some of these sites with your kids. Take the opportunity to, you know, if you're going to have grandparents and, and aunts and uncles and all of that coming over, go on to some of these sites. You know, the globalgamechangers.com is Jan's site. You know, there's lots of places that you can go. And when you're sitting around this Thanksgiving talking about the things that you're thankful for, Engage your kids in a conversation about the things that they would love to do for others and how they could make a difference in someone else's life. And I even challenge you to talk about the things that you're thankful for in all the people that you're eating dinner with or spending time with this Thanksgiving. I can't believe our show is over already, but I want to say thank you to all of our listeners and anybody who's tuned in. Check us out on Facebook on Stop Raising Einstein. I'm sure hope you join us next time and have a wonderful week. Keep playing. Thanks for listening to Stop Raising Einstein with your host, Tara Kennedy-Klein. Make these Stop Raising Einstein principles your own. Love unconditionally, give freely, laugh openly, learn daily, grow immensely. And of course, listen to the show 